Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our first guest is New York Times bestselling author, Anne Voskamp. Anne, welcome. How are you? I am so grateful to be here, Kirk. So grateful. Thank you. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, so, so many people know you from the book, 1,000 Gifts, mm. and, and they must... They must initially read the title and say, wow, a thousand gifts. Uh, this is you know, a, a book on gratitude. And, and she must have been given so many great things from God that led her to write a book called uh, A Thousand Gifts. So, so what, for those who aren't familiar, what was the road to such gratitude paved by? Oh, it's a good question, Kirk. Um, I had struggled with agoraphobia and fear I, um, lots of anxiety and a friend of mine dared me to go ahead. It was, um, actually the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. She dared me, could I write down a thousand, um, a thousand things I loved. And I'm always one to try a dare. (laughs) So I grabbed a pen and back of a piece of paper and just started to jot down, um, things I was grateful for. And I realized, oh, wait, I'm not just writing down the things, writing down things, a thousand things I love. I'm actually writing down a thousand ways God loves me. And it became this profound paradigm shift in my life where I realized that um, it is impossible to simultaneously feel fear and anxiety while you're experiencing gratitude. So this process of slowing down, opening my eyes to gifts all around me, jotting those things down, turned my life on a completely different trajectory. And I really realized our greatest weapon against hopelessness is gratefulness. Mm. And and I know that you experienced uh, a tragedy with your little sister Mm. that was very much a part of this Mm. journey toward gratitude also. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think a lot of my fears, Kirk, actually came from my first memory is when I was four years old. And my little sister, who was 18 months Old, she was killed in um, our farmyard uh, between, in front of my mother and I. We were standing at the kitchen sink. My little sister Amy was walking across the farmyard when a service truck came in the laneway and ran over her. And as a little girl, I that being my first memory, which was so traumatic, uh-huh. I I had ulcers by the time I was in grade two, and I was seven. And as a by the time I was a teenager, I was cutting to try to release pain. And by the time I was in university, I was experiencing those panic attacks and agoraphobia. So just if someone you love couldn't die in front of you, the world becomes a really scary place. And I didn't really know how to deal with those fears. Mm. And then in a full circle kind of unbelievable moment, um, this past spring, um, my father was killed on the same farm also run over and killed. Um, And I thought, oh, I am back to the same memory, my very first memory with the police and such a traumatic accident. But Kirk, 
the 10 years of writing down a thousand gifts, which I still do every morning. That is how my morning starts. I sit down in this chair right here with scripture open and my gratitude journal. And I write, actually, I started this year, um, November the 1st, writing down 16 gifts a day that I was grateful for. So by the time I got to January 1st, I'd written a thousand gifts just from November 1st to January 1st to finish the year strong. Um, so after dad was killed, um, in the same, I mean, literally in the same place, the same way that my sister Amy was killed, I was really upended, Kirk. Um, but when you have grown a gratitude muscle over the last 10 years of me writing down the things I'm grateful for, I sat down here again and picked up my pen and started to write down the things that I could still be grateful for. Because really, what you're doing when you write down that gratitude journal is you're building a memory muscle so that when you hit, you're, being, you're giving thanks day in and day out, so your soul remembers what to do in crisis. Wow. Your soul remembers, ah, uh, I return to the Lord is good. When the world and evil would sneer at you to recant at the goodness of God, when you have a memory muscle that I'm going to pick up a pen and I'm going to start writing down all the things that I can mm. be grateful for in this moment, I'm taking that canyon of pain and making it into a megaphone to declare the goodness of God. Because ultimately, Thanksgiving isn't about a celebration just when good things happen. Thanksgiving is about a declaration that God is good no matter what happens. And this is so good to hear, and it's so important for all of us to hear, because I don't think it's just a matter of if tragedy comes. Um, mm. Life is interrupted by hard and difficult things. It's yes. only a matter of when. And to be able to hear this from you is so important, because you're not just talking platitudes. Uh, you're not sitting in an ivory tower just talking about this mm. thing in a mm -hmm. vacuum. You've experienced it. Mm. And so there's credibility, and there's authenticity coming from you. And your willingness to share this is so appreciated by uh, all of us who hear and, and, and read about your story. Let, let me ask you, um, mm. you've learned to praise God in difficult circumstances by keeping a mm -hmm. gratitude journal. How has mm. gratitude helped to heal you from these mm. difficult wounds? I think um, it's a lot like, it's a lot like those Israelites in the Old Testament. You can see them all the way through the Psalms, Old Testament, they are recounting all of the goodness of God. They are going back through their memory. Look that God did this. Look that God did this. Look that God did this. And I believe that when you pick up a pen and you start to write down the things that you're grateful for, faith gives thanks in the middle of the story now. When you see that there are things to be grateful for now, that gives you great hope for the future. You're counting all the ways God loves you now, trains you to realize, ah, I can count on God in the future too. And when we look at Jesus there at the Last Supper, he takes the bread. I mean, he's facing the cross. He's facing the most incomprehensible horror and trauma and pain, the, the wrath of all the sin of the world laid upon him. And what does he do? He takes that bread, he breaks it, and he gives thanks. And if Jesus decides out of a multitude, I mean, he has all the resources of the cosmos at his fingertips, but he decides in the, in the deepest dark that gratitude was the most elemental in destroying evil. I don't have a better weapon against the dark. Gratitude is a powerful weapon to destroy evil. Mm -hmm.
Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think that must be why God mm-hmm. tells us, rejoice always, give thanks in <laughs> yes. all circumstances. Yes, yes, Because that's yes. what Jesus did. And that's what you're encouraging it's what Jesus us does. to do. And it, I mean, he says in First Thessalonians, um, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? For this is God's will for us. Why does why is this God's will for us? Because he knows that if we can give thanks in everything, we can live through everything. Mm. And I think, I mean, too often in my own life, Kirk, I, I confess, there have been times where I have lived like I'm I'm living in a waiting room. Um, and I'll when, when things work out and things get better, I will move to a place where I can give gratitude to God then. I can't really give gratitude to God now because these bad things are happening. And I've had a complete paradigm shift that you um, you don't wait till you're joyful mm. to be grateful. You are grateful because that is what makes you joyful in the Lord. Mm. That is so good. Oh my goodness, what a great takeaway. Uh, that, that it's, it's our gratitude that actually makes us joyful in the middle yes. of difficult circumstances. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. And, and let, me, let me ask you, uh, how have you seen this message impact some of your, your readers? Oh, yeah, there's been over like a million of us in the last decade that have gone ahead and, and picked up a pen, saw just writing down, th- I mean, science can only go ahead and the research can only go ahead and support what we already know from scripture. God tells us to go ahead and give thanks and all things. Research says that if you pick up a pen and you write down just three things a day that you're grateful for, you'll increase your gratitude, your happiness, your joy in life by 25%. I mean, Mm. who doesn't want to be 25% happier for free just by picking up a pen and writing down three things every day that you're grateful for? And I think that the practice actually, Kirk, of writing down a thousand things that you're grateful for, so many every day, it forces you to begin to see that um, there are small gifts everywhere, that God, God saves us at the cross, He makes provision for us through Jesus Christ, but He's also making provision for us moment by moment. And when we slow down and start to write down those things that we're grateful for in the moment, and we have to get to a thousand, can't just be the three same things every day. That actually begins to open our eyes to see, mm. I, I can trust God. God's faithfulness is here in this dark place. And I actually, I'm going to give thanks for, there's times actually, Kirk, in the morning when I sit down and I'm struggling, especially this past year after losing dad, I've been deeply struggling with grief. And I choose to write a, can I write down gratitude for the 10 things in my life that I'm most struggling with right now that I, that I, I don't want to count as gifts at mm. all? But I believe that if we don't count even the hard things as gifts, we've miscounted. Faith gives thanks in the middle of the story because I'm trusting by the end of the story, God has worked even that for good. Mm, So good. Is this something that everybody can do, Anne, or is this just reserved (laughs) for super spiritual Christians who who write best-selling books? (laughs) Not at all. Um, Actually, when I wrote 1,000 Gifts, my kids were all little. Um, and they all started their own gratitude journals. There's the things I kind of treasure the most in our home is to open up their old gratitude list and to see in their scratchy little kid writing the things that they're grateful for. Um, I've had the most touching notes from um, from kids my age who've gone through their parents' uh, their parents' books, their parents' um, journals after their parents have died. 
and to see that their their dad wrote out a thousand things he was grateful for. And it becomes this legacy of faith that you're handing off to the next generation. So right from little kids to elderly people to us all down in the trenches. I mean, there was a, a family with they've gone ahead and they put a blackboard on the back of their kitchen door and they're going ahead and they're writing down everything that they're grateful for on the back of the door and anyone who comes into the house they say can you add to the gratitude list too so i think it becomes this way easy way for us all our default is to look for the hard things the crummy things and as perfectionists we all look at what isn't working as opposed to training our eyes to look for what is good and showing our kids not the trajectory towards entitlement (laughs) or frustration over all of the little things, but how can we train our eyes to see what is good, what is pure, what is lovely, what is right, how God is providing for us right in this moment. And I absolutely love this. What, what a great thing, what a great idea to put uh, a little blackboard on the back of your front door or in your kitchen and have your neighbors come over and see or family members come over and see, wait a minute, this is, this is a list of things you're gra- grateful for. And when they begin to read that and they see that these are the difficult things you're struggling with, mm-hmm. that no doubt is gonna start a conversation. They're gonna say, why would you be grateful for this health issue mm-hmm. or for this relational catastrophe? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's where I think our faith is developed by God. What, how, how brilliant, how does God develop faith in us? And what I'm hearing from you is that one of the ways he develops faith in us is by calling us to give thanks in the midst of the storm for the difficult thing that is causing us pain. That makes no sense at all, but you said we can do it because we have faith. Faith teaches us to do that. Faith, faith is about an act of trust. And if I can go ahead and give thanks to you, Lord, in the midst of this, because I am not God. I am not God Almighty on the throne. I don't have a perspective of why this is part of my story. But if I give thanks to you for this, even though I find it profoundly painful, I am trusting you, Lord, that you will redeem this. And if I, to thank God in all things is to say that I trust God through all things. So I I really believe that, yes, it's giving thanks for the things that are clearly things that we can give thanks for, but can I also go ahead and and give thanks for the hard gifts, trusting that God is going to make them into the good gifts? That's right, and and he always does. And when we come back, um, I'm gonna ask if you'll share with us some more practical ways to cultivate gratitude in our everyday life. I'd like this next portion of our conversation to be really practical. Let's give a few ways that each of us can find gratitude and joy regardless of our circumstances, both bad circumstances Mm -hmm. and good circumstances. So where do we get started? How do we begin finding things to be thankful for when we often feel like we're just hanging on by a thread because life is so hard? Totally agree. Completely get it. I'm right there with you. I think the best thing to do, the first thing, can you go ahead and lay a journal out somewhere, whether that's at your desk, whether that's on the kitchen counter, whether that's beside your bed with a pen. And you're just going to say, you know what? At some point today, I'm just going to stop and write down three things in this journal that I'm grateful for. Sometimes, I mean, there is, sometimes the dark is so dark. It feels like it's impossible, but trust me. There is always something, something, something 
to be thankful for. So it's writing down just one thing a day. Try to look for even the smallest moments. The next day it might be, you know what, I'm going to be write down all of the thing, all of the people that I'm grateful for, whether it's the UPS guy that shows up at the door, whether it's the cashier at um, the checkout, the groceries, whether it's the barista where I go get my coffee. I'm really going to look at the people that I'm grateful for. Um, we actually, um, at ambosscamp.com, every month, at the beginning of the month, we have what we call a joy dare um, that goes ahead and gives you three prompts for every single day that you can look for these things <laughs> that you can be grateful for. Because sometimes it's just really, we, we grow these scales over our eyes that we really can't see the things right in front of us that are actually gifts. So I think there's all kinds of practical ways that we can slow down. If we go ahead and lay out our environment so that it's easy for us to go ahead and pick up a pen and just jot things down. You might yeah. want to go ahead and open up the note app on your phone and say, you know what, every time I grab a coffee, I'm just going to write down three things in this note app that I'm grateful for. We have a, we have a phone right on our cameras. You can go ahead through the day and just think, you know, every, anything that I think is beautiful today, anything that I just, I want to remember as a gift, I'm just going to snap a picture of it right now. And reviewing that at the end of the day, getting up every morning, and saying, you know what, today, before I do anything else, before I read scripture, before I journal from scripture, I'm going to write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. It's this beautiful way to review what was yesterday and all of the ways uh. God was faithful to me today. Yesterday, He will be faithful to me again today. For me, it's been a really beautiful way to start my day reviewing yesterday with some 10 things that I was really grateful for yesterday. And uh, I wonder what you think of this. I have a friend, a good friend, whose wife was diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm. And mm. after they had mm. time to process this together as a couple, she invited her mom over to the house to share her, her news with her mom. And yeah. my friend watched from a, from a distance in the kitchen as she explained this to her mom. And as he watched, he, he, he saw them talk in such a way that blew his mind and they ended up laughing there on the couch in the midst of this conversation. And her mother said to her, her mother said to her daughter, isn't it wonderful to know that God knew before the foundation of the world that you and I would be sitting here on this couch having this conversation and has provided everything you need to get through this time. And he heard her say that and saw them laughing, and he said, they have either lost their minds or they have found the mind of Christ. Yes. And that changed exactly. his whole perspective, and, and they gave thanks, even in the midst of this difficult thing. I mean, our thanks can be such a testimony to a dark world that we believe that God is on his throne and that he is in control and that he will give us every, no one receives anything unless it's given to him from God, it says in John, that, that we will tr take this, what seems like it should be deep grief. And we trust that in the hands of God, he will make it into a good grace and a gift in our life. When our, um, 13-year-old son was diagnosed with some type 1 diabetes. We were in admitted to the hospital, and I was so concerned for him. And he had turned to me, and I mean, at 13, he had said to me, like, Mom, don't be sad about this at all. Like, I really do believe we should be giving thanks that God has entrusted uh. this type 1 diabetes to me because he knows that I will give him thanks and joy in this, and people will wow. get to see that because God is my portion, I always have enough to be thankful for. Wow, that's awesome. And, and nobody says that who does not have faith in God and know the faithfulness of God. And that is such an incredible testimony. So mm. I want to encourage the viewers who are, who are listening to our mm. conversation right now, 
join this conversation, but by being a living, breathing example of someone who can give thanks in the midst of challenges, in the midst of the hard and difficult things, because that is, that is just announcing to the world that there is a God mm -hmm. who made you, who loves you, that you know and you trust, and he's working all of this together for your good. That may even draw them to faith in, in, in the God that you love. And let me ask you this question. What about the things mm. that are looming mm. in the future that we worry about? Mm. The unknowns mm. Uh, mm. with our kids, with mm. our country, uh, mm -hmm. what's, what's going to happen? And we tend to want to wring our hands and say, oh God, oh God, oh God. How, are, how do we find a way to be grateful for the scary unknowns in the future? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's, it's every day picking up that pen and saying, I'm writing down what I'm grateful for because this is how I exercise my gratitude muscles so that I can be strong in joy, so I can be strong in the joy of the Lord. Gratitude keeps you in this present moment. And God says, I am that I am. He is here in this moment. <laughs> so I need to be giving thanks for this moment here, for where I am right now. And when I build when my faith, which is an act of trustfulness, when I'm building trust in God, look at how he's providing for me in this moment. I don't have worries about the future. I really believe that one of the greatest antidotes to anxiety is the adoration of Christ, which is exactly what you're doing when you're sitting there giving thanks to Jesus mm. for all the ways that he's providing for you. Mm. That's, that's exactly right. We find that in scripture. Um, don't be anxious for anything, mm -hmm. but through prayer and supplication with giving thanks, thanks we make our request <laughs> to God. And then the peace of God yes. guards our hearts and our which minds. Which passes all understanding, yes, yeah. yes. Now, now what, what about, we've talked about the, the challenge of being grateful mm. when we experience a circumstance that we feel sometimes like we don't deserve this. What, what did I do that was so wrong that caused this to come mm -hmm. to me? And I'm supposed to be thankful mm -hmm. for this. So that's hard, mm -hmm. but we can do it by faith. What about the other side, which is interesting to me too. How about people who just never seem to be grateful for anything because they have a sense of entitlement because, mm. and, and, and maybe there's a dose of humility that needs to come in to say, actually, this is all a gift. Um, you didn't really deserve all of these good things that are happening and you should be giving thanks. You ever meet people like that? Yes, and I've been that person. <laughs> before, I, I, before I really started to deliberately, intentionally, proactively write down a thousand things that I was grateful for, I didn't realize how much I was overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude that I, I actually didn't earn all of this. I, I, whatever was, whatever I had in my life was a gift from the Lord. Where I was born, I didn't do anything to be born here. What happened in my life? I, I couldn't make those things happen. It was the grace and kindness of the Lord that made those things happen in my life. What actually destroyed entitlement in my life was writing down the things I was grateful for and realizing, wow, all of these are gifts. I didn't do anything to earn these gifts. And then to realize a gift is always a gift that is meant to be given. If God has given me all of these gifts, he meant for me to live broken and given out into the world, to pass this grace and these gifts on out to those who need to experience the love of Christ. Mm. I think of the things that, uh, that mean the most to me in my life. And often they're the things that I never worked for, the things that I didn't earn, I didn't plan them, I didn't scheme or strategize or come up with some list of tactics to obtain them. They just, they just came 
out of unexpected places like being an atheist and then receiving the gift of faith from God. Um, being a, a young man on a television program and then meeting a, a godly woman uh, when I was 19 years old and getting married and, and my wife is a gift. Our children are gifts. My salvation is a gift. And even the opportunity to work and talk with people like you and have my gratitude expanded or my capacity for gratitude expanded mm -hmm. with practical tips like this is such a gift from God. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I so appreciate you talking with us today.